Notes from America is supported by Future Hindsight, an award-winning podcast that shares big ideas about participating in American democracy beyond voting but short of running for office. Join host Mila Atmos for stimulating and incisive conversations with citizen changemakers on topics ranging from gerrymandering, policing equity, and voting rights. In this election year, Future Hindsight offers an unaffiliated perspective into what's at stake and how citizens can make an impact at the local, state, and national level. You'll always come away with something hopeful. Tune in every Thursday to get engaged and stay engaged. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Welcome back. Lately, we've been talking a lot about how digital technology influences the way we live, and we found people using it in a lot of interesting ways. In fact, last year, an organization called 9-11 Day commemorated the anniversary with, get this, NFTs. Those are basically digital assets. An auction of the digital art supported the efforts to make September 11th a national day of service. I met up with Vlad and James Nazarov. Hey, hi. I'm Kusha. Two of the artists who contributed and who are also father and son. Thanks for inviting us in here. Our pleasure. Come on in. We're in Vlad's studio, right underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. You can feel the rumble of the trains passing by. Imagine 20-foot tall ceilings and bright studio lights. Paintings are everywhere, some of them more than 15 feet long, stacked on top of each other along the walls. James walks us through it. This piece is from his series called The Pop Mona Lisa. When you see the face in total, you know, you don't know, is she, is she happy, angry, sad? Mm. And it's combined with his heart patterns, which is one of the styles that he's known for. Over his lifetime, he's experimented with lots of different styles. And he'll use whatever he can get his hands on. Wood, metal, stone, acrylic, oil. Air conditioning, parts. All toilets. You know, toilet chain? Yeah, oh, right. Years this piece is called the, uh, the Faithful Feed the Flame. Imagine a tall canvas in brilliant red, covered by triangles outlined in black, with blue, yellow, and orange dots all over. It is also a blockchain-inspired piece, and it's that concept of, uh, of being first to a concept, and it's that type of faith that keeps a flame going. So This is a physical piece that Vlad turned into a digital NFT asset. And you can see a little bit in the geometric abstraction here. You get a little bit of a diamond shape there. Is mm-hmm. that an on-the-nose Ethereum diamond, perhaps? Who knows? It's expression and to present your art in a different way. Uh, you can play with colors, you can play with movement. Uh, and I can see so many opportunities, and uh, it gives artists freedom, it gives artists, artists can create something what he never was able to create before. I wanted to know why it was so important to Vlad and James, and how they ended up using these NFTs to support a 9-11 organization. To do that, I had to start at the beginning of Vlad's entry into New York City. I'm a refugee from former Soviet Union, mm. Odessa, Ukraine. No freedom for artists to do anything. You know, I just have to follow what government tell you to do. And so, 
40 years ago, at the age of 24, Vlad found his way to Brooklyn. He started making art while working at other jobs, a women's clothing designer, an engineer, and more. Eventually, he had children. His son, James, helped him with his art and helped him see the opportunity in NFTs. Yeah, we were exploring it yeah. early on. And so for a lot of folks listening, they might have heard of NFTs, but they might not be able to like point and say, hey, that's an NFT. Maybe explain from your perspective what an NFT is. Okay, well, I mean, it's an NFT non-fungible token. <laughs> NFTs get, I feel like they get confused as art itself. This NFT boom that we've had recently. Uh, people think NFTs, they think, you know, like a picture that people are trading for obscene amounts of money. Uh, NFTs, it's, a, it's, it's an authentication mechanism. It's like a certificate. It's just a certificate, right? I mean, there are so there are certificates of authenticity most of the time. If you're buying from a gallery, sure, something that a a seller would put together to make a buyer feel more comfortable about the work that they're purchasing. That this is an authentic piece because this is where it started, and this is how it got to me. So, is it fair to say that the NFT for your purposes is? making sure what a person buys from you is authentic, but instead of it being tied to the physical world, now it's digital. And that opens up a lot of opportunities for you for new ways to connect with folks. Absolutely. And it's it's just, it's, it's a complete game changer because there's a lot of gatekeeping in the art world. So you may not have access to all of the transactional information. You may have to request that information. You might have to ask people for it. With an NFT, boom. And in the case of Vlad and James, here's what working with NFTs looks like. Imagine a digital picture of a physical piece Vlad has actually painted. That digital picture could be static or animated like a GIF. You can go visit a website, and just like you'd peruse an art gallery and look at one-of-a-kind paintings, you can peruse the site and these unique digital files. If you decide to buy one, you get an NFT. It's basically the deed to that file. It replaces the physical certificate of authenticity. To honor September 11th, Vlad and James painted a landscape of New York City. Then they created a digital version of the painting along with an animation of it getting painted and bundled those digital files with a single NFT. Vlad, why did you feel moved to make a piece about 9-11, commemorating it? Uh, New York City is very important for me and attack on New York really hurt me so much that I always thinking about how to uh, to create something to show to the world in a piece of art how important New York City, how important freedom mm. what we have here to show to future generation this tragedy. Mm. It's, it- and a little bit of like a, a story point as to why this day had a uh, personal effect on the family yeah. was, um, so my sister, his daughter, was supposed to uh, actually be at the towers that day. Mm. So there was uh, clients that we had in the building, and she was supposed to go to a meeting. And it's, it, I guess, just, I think, Thank God, thank the universe, it wasn't her fate to be there that day. She was late. Mm. She's never late. 
she's not she's not late to anything she's just a punctual person responsible always on time and it's just one of the few times in her life she was late and it saved her life mm. this was really difficult for vlad to talk about because tanya his daughter from that story and james's sister recently passed away The idea that art could be a time capsule for these memories felt really relevant in a way I didn't expect. And it's just, you know, it's just something to just you think about destiny, fate and luck and how it just plays off in life. And uh, it's a lot of certainly a lot of exploration of that in his work in general. Yeah, a lot of universal forces, I guess. Do you think that's fair to say, Vlad, yes. in your work? And so, tell me a little bit about how you participated in this auction. What was your role in it? What did you do? Uh, I create paintings. I create uh, MFT. And I want to help an organization who promotes memory of 9-11 events. And this was um, the uh, the 9-11 day organization. Mm -hmm. So, we were reached out to uh, and... It was a way to to give back and not just create one single physical work, which which he did, but he was then able to turn it into different NFT editions. Mm. So it goes into, uh, you know, the multiple lives that a single work could have. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Was there anything special about working with NFTs that helped commemorate the anniversary in a way that wouldn't have been possible otherwise? I think that the the ability for him to digitize the work and to turn it into different movements, into different different themes and tell different stories, it's all, it's all one unique story of uh, remembering this tragedy to unite and to tell that in different ways. So he was able to create the one work which he used the country's colors of red, white, and blue mm. sort of commemorate. It wasn't just New York's tragedy. It was, in a way, a country's tragedy. And commemorate that all with those colors. And then at the same time, tell the sort of New York story that he experienced in different color schemes. Because that's what we are. We are this mix of, of color, of energy, of life. And he wanted to show that in different works. So it was like you took the same picture, and because it was digital, you could adjust it in different ways? We can adjust it in different yeah. ways. Different hues, you're saying? or Yep. Mm. And when you say movement, what do you mean by that? You can, uh, in NFT, you can create movement. Like a literal animation? Yeah, a real, a real animation. Mm. So we were taking snapshots of him working on the piece uh, over time. So it starts as just the background of the city with the towers. And as it goes on, we have different layers of lines and more lines, more lines than dots, dots. And we wanted to show that transition because mm -hmm. it's the growth. It's how it's how the city has grown over time, how Vlad has grown within the city over time yeah. and then how that art piece has grown also. Uh, do you know who got the NFT that you put up for auction? No. Have you ever been interested in trying to find out or can you even find that out? No, we can't. We can't. That's that's so that's kind of that's the most amazing thing about NFTs and blockchain is everyone can we have this ability to interact with each other mm. and we never have to know, I guess for better or worse, who we're interacting with. Mm. And I think draws us to uh, 
the term is uh, trustless, which is really, really, really interesting because we think of we think of trust as something positive, and it is. But it's almost like it's trust is grown from from a negative concept mm. that, that that these outward forces want to hurt you, whether it's people or something. So you have to build trust. It just it doesn't just come out of nowhere. So it takes time to build it. Whereas trustless sounds negative from the way we understand it, but it's actually a very, um, I guess the word maybe is positive, because mm. we don't need trust to interact on the blockchain. We don't need trust to send an NFT. We don't need to know who the people are. It's, it's, it's a mathematical protocol. These it's, new concepts come around and really just changes the way that, not just the way that you conduct yourself in the world, but just the way that you even view the world. You know, I wanted to touch on that, how you view the world, because NFTs in general feel like they hold opportunity, but it's hard to see how much of it is real and how much of it isn't. Do you feel like NFTs make the art world more fair? Uh, yes. In the art industry, there are a lot of gatekeepers. It's a small, uh, relatively small group that decides what is art when you think about that. And Art is, I mean, art is almost everything. Like, it's actually very difficult to define. But there are small, you know, small group of people that define what art is. And when you have art that now can be forever sort of cemented within this network, it becomes something then that's just hard to change. So what about folks that don't have a seat at the table or, like, don't have the easy access to getting their art out in the world? NFT. Why? More people can see my art. I think that also would have been just the benefit of any of the art that would have been traded or changed hands over that time. Uh, you know, theoretically, there could have been also some sort of royalty coming back to Vlad from those transactions. When James talks about royalties, he means that if an NFT is sold a second or third time down the road, it's possible to track that sale back to the original creator so they could get some of the proceeds. It seemed like this technology did present benefits to creators. But frankly, I'm still suspicious of the idea that NFTs could bring more equity for underrepresented artists. There are risks. James recognized that too. NFTs will be, non-fungible tokens will be a part of our lives in almost every single way. Uh, think of identification cards, uh, ticketing, uh, insurance, everything will, will be attached to an NFT. Because it's just a certificate, right? It's just a certificate. But does any of that give you pause? Yes, 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 for sure. So that's, it's, you know... The, uh, utopia, dystopia, sure. it's, it's, it's definitely a mix there. For James, a lot of the concerns that exist in the art world also extend to NFTs, money laundering, speculation, scams. And in general, this is really new territory, so it's dangerous to start using the technology without real education. And I think that we're going to be spending the next decade figuring that out. As I listen to Vlad and James, it's hard to miss the history in the room. 40 years ago, an artist found refuge in New York City. 21 years ago, that city faced a horrific attack. Now, that artist and his son 
are trying to honor that memory through their work. And I want to know, what impact do they hope to have? People will, will remember uh, uh, this event. The way that I view it is the importance of self-reflection. So it's a, a lot of people often ask, you know, what, what does the artwork mean? And we can describe what the artist was feeling, but I think the real interest comes from what does it mean to you or what does it mean for the viewer? So this is a profound moment in history, a tragic moment in history. And we can see, you know, the artist trying to capture that tragedy, capturing the hope that he has in tomorrow and in the hope that there is more peace on the horizon. Uh, but the, you know, we, we hope that there's a healing aspect to the work that people can look at it. Hopefully they can have that conversation with themselves. Yeah. And what do you hope this technology NFTs does one way or another towards that goal? That, that it allows people to uh, reflect on art, to own art and to share it without the worry that there are some sort of outside parties that are going to manipulate or get involved in that experience. Hmm. So that's, we hope that with, with NFTs that there's a way to just preserve art hmm. and preserve, sort of preserve its history for people. Yeah. Uh, let's leave it there. Thank you both so much for the work that you're doing and for inviting us into your studio and for being a part of the city and making the art and working with new ways of getting it out to people. A real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for stopping A very special thanks to Vlad, James, and the entire Nazarov family for sharing their studio, their story, and this city with us. The United States of Anxiety is a production of WNYC Studios. Our theme music was written by Hannes Brown and performed by the Outerboro Brass Band. Mixing by Jared Paul. Milton Ruiz was on the boards for the live show. Our team also includes Emily Botin, Regina Dehir, Karen Frillman, Rahima Nasa, and Kai Wright. And I'm Kushan Avidar. As always, I hope you'll join us for the live version of the show next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Kai will be back with a special announcement we're all really excited about. You'll definitely want to take note. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.